Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Undying Light. I am your host, Alex, and I am pounding away at more episodes. I have been recording, it seems like, all week nonstop and uh, trying to get these episodes ready so we can get them out for launches on Fridays. That way, we don't miss a single week and uh, we fulfill, I fulfill my promise to you to conclude the attributes series by the end of July, because as much as I love this series, I'm very excited for the eschatology series coming up in August. I've got books on my counter that are ready to be read. And I am really, really anticipating uh, digging into that. And uh, hopefully through that, I can kind of solidify my own position and my own stance. So that might be kind of like the last episode is what have I learned and where do I stand now type thing. So that all aside, I am again joined, not again, this is her first time on the episode, but I have been getting a ton of guests on this series, if you haven't noticed by now, uh, joining me and we're talking about these attributes and we're just going over you know, a very simplistic way to approach it. So uh, I am going to turn it over to her and let her introduce herself. Hi, yes, um, my name is Yamara, and I go by Z, um, and I run at Narrow is the Gate um, on Instagram. I've been uh, with the account about nine months now. And, you know, you've actually um, have picked up quite a bit of steam these <laughs> last few, these these months. I mean, you're, you post some amazing content. And, oh, thank uh, you, yeah. I got to admit, sometimes I might... Uh, might have to snag a post or two for future, for future postings. It's all good. It's for God's glory, so yes, it's all good. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've, like I said, I've been trying to reach out to just a, a, an all assortments of types of people. Um, you don't have a podcast, and yeah. that, but that doesn't stop me inviting you because I didn't invite just podcasters. Um, I wanted to get uh, some people who are just 
you know, grinding away on social media and professing the word of God. And so I had some people in mind uh, that fit that criteria and you were one of them. And so I'm, I was very excited to, uh, that you accepted and uh, picked a topic. And cause what I've done is, as I've mentioned in prior episodes is when I reach out to a person and I say, Hey, I want you to come on the show. I want you to pick the attribute. And that's what we're going to talk about. Cause I made a, a really rough outline early on before I started the show, the series, and I picked out all the attributes that I wanted. And I said, I'm going to do all these. And then I started getting in my head. I'm like, man, what if I get people on this to, you know, start actually talk about these, that'd be really yeah. good. And, and so I did that. And then I'm like, what if I give the people the power to pick their attributes? That was <laughs> yeah. even better. I was like, man, I had like three good ideas in an hour. And then <laughs> I haven't had a good idea since then. <laughs> so that all said, when I reached out, I said, hey, Z, you pick the topic. What topic, what attribute did you decide to go with? Um, God's justice. Um, I wanted to talk about a topic that's, you know, not often brought up. We mostly hear people talking about God's love, his grace, mercy, his forgiveness, more than we hear them emphasizing on his justice, his wrath and, you know, his holiness. And to me, as a believer, I think we should all speak equally of all his attributes. You know, if any of his attributes um, are stripped away from him, then we're no longer talking of, you know, our biblical God. All of his attributes are inherent to who he is, you know, and like you've mentioned in your past um, episodes, like, although we can distinguish between them, we can never separate them. Yeah. And I think speaking of his justice and his wrath and his holiness is as important as his grace and his mercy and his love. That is that is exactly the the, the answer I was I was hoping you would give, because when we hear in modern Christianity, all we hear is God loves you and God is so in love with you and he loves yeah. you so much. I, I'm sorry, but it's enough to make me want to vomit. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is that just it almost feels like he is like trying to be like my spouse or something. I'm like, that mm -hmm. just is not yeah. the God I want to serve. Yeah. So really quick before we really just dig into this, because I know you got a lot of stuff and I've got a few things I want to tear at. Yeah. Uh, let's define justice. So the Merriam-Webster dictionary says a maintenance or administration of what is just, especially by impartial adjustment of conflicting claims or an assignment of merited rewards or punishments. And then it gives some examples, a judge, the administration of law, the establishment or determination of rights according to the rules of law or uh, uh, equity. Uh, I can't even speak. <laughs> the quality of being just, impartial, or fair. The quality of conforming to law. So these are all some, some definitions to the word justice, mm -hmm. which basically means establishing or abiding by a rule of law. Mm -hmm. So when we look at justice of God, the just of God essentially is telling us that he is the ruler and establishment ruler of all the laws. He gave us the 10 commandments. Yeah. Jesus gave us, summed it down into two. And so he is the final judge of all law. 
and all that is good, all that is right, all that is holy belongs yes. to him. Yeah, and, um, you know, as Christians, we should 100% believe that God's word is infallible, inerrant, and that he is our final authority. You know, God determines what is right, and that's how we should live. He, you know, we measure everything by scripture. Um, you know, our beliefs and our conduct shouldn't be dictated by the world. You know, I know that in Romans 13 and um, 1 through 7 and in First Peter 2, 13 through 17, it does instruct us to submit to our governing authorities, and we should. But, you know, when they ask us to do something that's contrary to God's commands, then that's where we draw the line and we just don't submit to that. You know, we need to approach, like, each situation according to, like, God's justice. That is definitely, definitely true. But, or shall I say, and we get a lot of people today, and I don't know if you've seen this, I get them in my DM, Mm -hmm. around people just kind of, they seem to be angry with this idea that um, I'm a conservative Christian. Excuse me. And... They, they get kind of bent out of shape because they, they, they think that I am violating Romans 13 by being a Christian who, uh, dare I say, supports our, our current president. Mm-hmm. And because of some of the things he's said in the past, yeah. but I won't support a Democratic president. And it's funny when you flip the argument back to these people around, well, I would rather support somebody who may have said some bad stuff versus somebody who supports the murdering of, you know, unborn children. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm going to go with person A. Yeah. Above person B. Yeah. And so when we get into this topic, it, it, and people seem to get really, especially when we start to picture what does justice mean for the Christian and the Christian life, yeah. People get so distraught over, you know, applying it towards uh, our view of government. And so then you get into this, um, uh, what do you call it? It's, is it, it's not theotic, theocracy. Is it called that? I Google I something here. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a $10 term uh, <laughs> of justice. Um uh, I am looking and I'm not seeing what I want to see, but it's the means of governing through this. I can't think of the term. So whoever's listening, forgive me, but it's the term at which we run and establish a government via the outline of scripture. And so some people believe in that. And I don't necessarily believe in a, like the full picture of that. Cause I think that, uh, there's just there's man is fallible and man will never be able to govern in light of scripture yeah so you get into some murky waters when you start talking government and christianity that's that's why they put the separation of church and state right in the constitution so yeah so let's uh get off this sticky slope (laughs) that we're on uh, I know that you've got some topics and some conversations that you want to kind of pick at. So I'm going to let you uh, take the reins 
a little bit and let's <laughs> great let's dig into the show no pressure though no pressure okay great thanks <laughs> so um you know i just feel that um being that god is just um, you know justice is an, a communicable attribute of god which means he shares that attribute with us in the sense that we too are called to do justice you know and we follow God's way to make things right. Scripture defines that for us. So, um, you know, God hates injustice. Proverbs seventeen fifteen says, he who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both alike an abomination to the Lord. So he hates injustice. And as believers, we too should hate injustice as well. Um, but I just want to clarify, I'm not trying to say that, you know, Christians should take justice into their own hands because, mm, you know, the Bible does tell us um, in First, Thess First Thessalonians 4, 6 that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. So, you know, it's God who takes justice onto his own hands. It is not for us to do, you know, but... Um, so I even made myself a little question. So what does this look like for us, you know, as Christians and trying to do justice? And I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that <laughs> I think it starts with the command of loving our neighbors as ourselves, because, you know, God's justice isn't just holy. Um, his justice is also fueled by love, compassion, and kindness. And we're called to do the same, mm -hmm. you know, so we are to love others and, um, we focus on their needs and the rights of others. Um, Psalms 82.3 says, give justice to the weak and the fatherless, maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Um, and we'll also find other passages like Micah 6.8. You know, it tells us to be loving, be kindly, and walk humbly with the Lord. And, um, you know, do what is right, do what is required of him. Um, Proverbs 29.7 says, a righteous man knows the rights of the poor. A wicked man does not understand such knowledge. Um, we should, you know, be looking to see what's right for others and how we can help them. And there's so many ways we can, we can reflect this. You know, we can speak for them. Proverbs 31.8.9 says, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and defend the rights of the poor and the needy. So, you know, as believers, we are instructed throughout scripture to, to do what is right and to help others and, um, you know, just be there for them, be their voice and speak up. Yeah, I think you, you nailed it because, you know, when you, when you consider what does it mean today to be a just Christian, you couldn't have said it better by pointing back to what Christ commands us is to love our neighbors. And we see that littered all throughout scripture. And yeah. I'll even point back to Leviticus nineteen fifteen, and it says, do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality to the poor or yeah. favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. Yeah. And then Psalm 33, 5, I don't know if you said this, when the Lord loves righteousness and justice, the earth is full of his unfailing love. And yeah. so when we consider what it means today to be just, we do not take justice into our own hands and avenge yeah. the Lord because yeah. the Lord says vengeance is his. Exactly. So what we have to consider is 
how then do we handle situations? And it's by loving our neighbors. It's by delivering the gospel to them. It's by being the, 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 you know, hands and feet of Christ in their lives. Absolutely. So, and we can probably, and I'm sure we will be pulling scripture at this all through the episode. I mean, there's just <laughs> yeah, there's tons, so much. There's yeah. tons and tons of scripture. But one of these things that I, I brought up and I thought this was interesting is God cannot but be just. His holiness, yes, cause of his justice. Holiness will not suffer him to do anything but what is righteous. He can no more be unjust than he can be unholy. And then God's will yeah. is the supreme rule of justice. It is the standard of equality. He will, he is, his will is wise and good. God wills nothing but what is just. And therefore it is just because he wills it. Sounds like a yeah. giant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, this, this, uh, you bringing up his holiness um, and his justice just made me think of, I think it was the first or second episode where you talked about how as the episodes progressed on his attributes we were going to come we were going to see here that other attributes start coming into play because they all come together because you know we will never be able to separate them so you know you spoke of his um justice is also holy justice because if we just say it's just justice then again we're left with worldly justice and what is that you know so um, I think it's so awesome how we can see these attributes and they just start coming. So uh, I just feel it's just so beautiful how all his attributes start coming together and they're all like entwined. Is that how, what you say? They all come together so awesomely. Like, you know, from his justice flows his holiness. Justice flows out of God's holiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's... You know, it's 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 almost like every single attribute that we use to kind of build upon always has something correlating back to um, another prior or one in the future. So like you mentioned, his, you know, or we both have talked about it, his holy justice. You know, there's going to be an episode coming up that we talk about God being holy. Yeah. And then we're going to also have the flip to this um, episode where we're going to talk about God being love and how yeah. God is has to be equally love as much as he is equally just and but not the love that you get sorted from like Bethel and Hillsong but what God's true love is and so I'm excited for those episodes I'm actually I'm hoping to get the love one recorded tomorrow but uh uh Anthony uh speak gospel truth is joining me for that one and we're We've just been kind of, I keep telling him, like, I've got all these episodes already recorded. So I'm like, I don't need love just yet because I kind of want to do a few things before. So we kind of keep batting it back and forth. And yeah. But anyways, you can't have God's love without God's justice. And mm-hmm. God's justice runs in two channels. And in those two things, the distribution of rewards and punishments. And rewarding yeah. the virtuous, Psalm 58 8. Verily, there is a reward for the righteous. The saints shall not serve him not. He will reward. Uh, boy, that's uh, my screen must have not ciphered that that really well there because it's just a bunch of mumble jumble. Uh, yeah. 
uh, one of you know this is what happens when you try to prepare last minute for an episode ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and then you get uh then you get kind of you know thrown into the wolves den and you scramble to try to pull up scripture and then you realize you kind of goof everything up so um so picking back up, though they may be losers for him, they shall not be losers by him. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have sh- uh, shown in his name. Hebrews 6.60, he gives a reward, not because he will, because we de- have deserved it, but because he has promised it. He is just in punishing offenders. He is just because he punishes sinners by the law. And where there is no law, there is no trans. Aggression, Romans 4.15, but God has given men a law and they break it. Therefore, he punishes them justly. God is just in punishing the wicked because he will never, uh, because he never punished them, but upon full proof and evidence. What greater evidence than for a man's own consciousness to, uh, yeah. to be it's against him? There's nothing God charges upon a sinner, but consciousness sets its seal to the truth of it. So absolutely. And, you know, that's also like something that um, I had written down, like, you know, is God unfair with dealing with men? Absolutely not, because he warns us and he clearly does that, you know, through scripture, um, throughout scripture. He tells us, um, you know, in Mark seven ten, for Moses said, honor your father and your mother and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die, um, you know. Exodus twenty two twenty. whoever sacrifices to any God or other than the Lord alone shall be devoted to destruction. And, um, you know, Mark ten nineteen. you know, the commandments do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, um, honor, honor your father and mother. So like throughout scripture, you know, he tells us over and over again how we should um, behave ourselves. And um, as you said, too, about our conscience, you know, he warns us um, that in Romans 2, 12 through 16, and in Romans 1, 19 to 21, he tells us like he's made himself known to us by the invisible attributes, namely through his eternal power and his nature. There's no excuse. You know, we um, God's law is written in our hearts. Yes, that is that is absolutely true. And you know, it's 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 interesting because we can there's there's this there's this massive rabbit hole that we can go down on this episode and I'm going to not go down it <laughs> for the sake of you and me and our listeners. But there's this, you know, the conversation around you know prior to the f- to the giving of the commandments with Moses on Mount Sinai and the flood occurring. So the flood happens before the, the 10 commandments are given. So you have to, so there's a lot of debates in the, in the yeah, academic yeah. world. Uh, so in Romans four fifteen, Paul tells us because the law brings, uh, because the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. So Paul writes that in Romans. Now, obviously, this is happening after Christ has lived, died, and has been resurrected and has ascended to the Father. 
This has happened after Moses has received the Ten Commandments. But we have to look back. If we say, if we understand what the law is, then we are talking about the Ten Commandments, the the most mm-hmm. the messianic law. Yeah. Now, the question then comes into hand is why then would God flood the earth and only save eight people? If there's no law, there's no transgression. Mm-hmm. But God tells us that they were still doing wicked things. Yeah, absolutely. So even still, you can argue that in the eyes of God, these people were still violating his you know, order of life. That he had given them on the, you know, had been placed on their conscience. Yeah, absolutely. We see it right off the bat after the the fall where Cain kills Abel. I mean, right Mm -hmm. there is the first, yeah, technically second, you know, violation because the first is Eve taking the bite of the apple and then Adam allowing her to take the bite of the apple or fruit for those who are going to get nitpicky. I don't want (laughs) to hear it. Don't DM me. Don't at me. So. Yeah, I got I got a lot of people hating on me because of the post I I had said. Uh, I saw about, that. Yeah, I something about the, the the fruit and everybody's like, "Oh, it was fruit. You don't know yeah. it was an apple." And I'm like, "You know what? Um, you know, just go home, go home, <laughs> take a bath, <laughs> eat some cheese." <laughs> people, I tell you. Um, so that's always a conversation, and yeah. that's an interesting like really deep you know like but yeah here's the here's the thing that gets me if it's not in scripture it's speculation mm-hmm. and so all we can do is speculate around what was god thinking or doing and 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 i'll give it some of the greatest minds have put together great arguments and you can pull all the scripture you want to compile with that argument or against that argument but at the end of the day if you read through genesis and it's going to tell you very clearly exactly what God was doing and why God did things. Mm-hmm. And, and that falls right into, you know, Exodus with Moses and taking the Israelites out of Egypt and God to establish his people. So anyway, that's a, that's a whole nother trail. <laughs> I'm not going to go down on yeah. this episode, but so let's move forward <clears throat> on the justice Uh, topic so what else you got in your bag so um hold on here i have i have uh seven pages of notes seven pages of notes ladies and gentlemen so you are in for a three-hour episode (laughs) (laughs) hey i just wanted to be prepared i've never done a podcast i didn't know where this was gonna go so you know it's, it's totally totally all right um I I would be I'd be the same way if I was in your shoes and and to side note it um <clears throat> excuse me I was a guest on Nick's show a while back this year and um I did an episode on Pelagianism and I probably and I oh I, I did had, I did listen to that one yeah so uh I I won't say I wrote a lot of notes. <laughs> But I did a lot of, I did some research. I'll say that. So I did some research and cause that was a topic to me that, um, I think there's a lot of confusion in the Christian world around, uh, you know, Pelagianism and semi Pelagianism and all that stuff. But yeah, so I, I totally get being, you, you want to be more prepared than you have to be. So, um, 
seven pages is is <laughs> i mean the the font is big okay so it's, maybe it's not quite seven but yeah i i was pretty busy but yeah i just wanted to um just going back into his uh you know justice mm -hmm. um you know when we see um things happening um for instance there's that story of aza where mm -hmm. You know, he he touched the ark and God struck him and he died. And I remember reading through that a while back and again just recently. And, you know, it's so easy when we see things through worldly eyes, we can easily say, well, that's not fair. You know, what did Uzzah do? <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. He had good intentions, you know, but we also have to look, you know, at the bigger picture. God had strictly told them how the ark should be carried and that the ark should not be touched you know and when we yep. go back to scripture and we read all that Uzzah violated God's commands you know he was disobedient and God doesn't just shrug his shoulders or say I'm going to pretend I didn't see sin or you know disobedience and I mean what he did was not in you know unfair when we look at our sin and we look at our depravity and see what we truly deserve, you know, as sinners. Mm -hmm. So, you know, also when we look at God's justice, we look at his holiness and we also need to look at our sin, you know, our sinful nature to understand what we truly deserve. Mm -hmm. And grace is something we definitely don't deserve, Not you know, all. so. Not um, this just... guy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, um, anytime, you know, what is sin? So sin is any want of conformity onto or transgression of the law of God. So James 4, 17 says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. Um, sin is lawlessness. First John 3, 4, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices law lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. So, you know, anytime we start seeing ourselves with this like perfect eyes we're we're good we're perfect individuals then we're always going to see god's justice as unfair we mm -hmm. have that mentality of i don't deserve this you know i deserve better and um that's when we you know we need to take our our mindset off of that and really truly look at who we are and our corrupt nature you know so you uh, brilliant and i loved the story of the ark and I, it brought me to think about a story in Acts chapter 5 of Ananias and Sapphira. Yes. But a man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard of it. Young man rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened, and Peter said to her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, 
How is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have burned your husband, buried your husband, are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the man came, and the young men came in. They found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and all upon all who heard these things. That's yeah. That's a story. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even fathom that. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot going on here. But let's look at I want to look at two things. First, I want to look at the the Ananias and Sapphira and the spirit of Satan contrive, you know, making them contrive against the spirit of God. Right. Mm-hmm. So Satan fills their heart with this lie. Same thing that we see in the garden that Satan is testing God. Did God really say, did the Lord God really say? And interesting note about that is if you, if you read Genesis, it's always the Lord God. And then when Satan speaks, it's just God. Mm. So side note on that one, but (laughs) here, here we get this interesting little tidbit here. We see that Ananias and, and his wife, they're filled with the greed. They want to keep yeah. their land. And they're, you know, and again, it goes back to this argument that they are going to test the spirit of the Lord. And when you do that, you will lose. There's just no way around it. And so he dies upon uh, at Peter's feet. And then his wife comes in thinking that she can try to pull a fast one. And... <laughs> dies still yeah and and so that's one aspect and the other aspect is look at the look at the power of the holy spirit in this moment it's not peter that that kills these these two it's not you know they weren't struck in the back or they weren't you know hit with a sword or it's they fell down and breathed their last and that is the power of god raining perfect judgment down on the early church. And, and so when we look at this, it's not, I mean, the story is for the early church. It was there to show that this was a communal effort by the, by these areas to, you know, help fund and grow this church and to establish it and to make it go out into the world. And so today you can, you can, Say, well, you know, uh, God may not strike me down, but why and who in their right mind would want to even tempt God? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I sent it, I sent enough on my own to want to willingly say, I'm going to test God's spirit today. Yeah. That to me just, that just is a frightening notion to just Absolutely. say, I'm going to hold something back and God ain't going to get it. And, and yeah. here's the other thing that kind of drives me nuts too. I've seen people use this verse for prosperity gain mm. and say that, you know, they had to, they, they, they didn't give all they had. And so they died. So what are you going to do if you don't give all you got? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you serious right now? You should be struck down for that kind <laughs> of madness. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I'm just so blown away by by just reading this kind of these texts yeah. and then you see the power of God just right there on that moment in that time yes. just take care of it 
Absolutely. And, you know, um, I also had been reading, I started a few weeks ago, um, The Arsis Pro's The Holiness of God. I had done his study, but I hadn't read the book. But, you know, as he was also talking about Azza's um, encounter and, and he was mentioning that, he said that, um, I'm quoting R.C. now, we find these things difficult to stomach because we do not understand four vitally important biblical concepts, holiness, justice, sin, and grace. And I'm like, there you have it. You know, it's absolutely right. Anytime we read through passages like that and, you know, we're questioning why would God do this? you know, that's unfair, then we're not really quite understanding, which I don't think we will fully comprehend anything um, and with our finite minds. But to some degree, that means we're not really understanding either his holiness, his justice or our sin, mm-hmm. you know, because we see something wrong with what God's doing and God is perfect and there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. We're the problem. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> yep. Carry on. I'm sorry. Just cheering you on in the background. <laughs> oh, no, no. So, you know, it's it's true. It's just, I love when R.C. said that. It's just our lack of understanding of God's attributes. And I think that's why it's so important to look into his God's wrath and his justice and his holiness. Because um, as I was digging in, into as a story, I came through an article. I forgot who wrote it, but they made a good point. So, you know, the... Ark had been in Uzzah's father's house for quite some time. And it could have been that Uzzah was just accustomed to seeing the Ark. And maybe he just got desensitized Mm -hmm. of the true meaning of the Ark and its holiness. And then I thought to myself, well, isn't that just the same for us as Christians? If we completely start focusing on God's grace, on his mercy, on his love, on his forgiveness... And we just push aside his holiness and his justice, then we can too become desensitized and not have that fear and that reverence that we should have for a holy God. I mean, we're going to have to stand before him and give an account of everything we did say and thought. I mean, that should be like, (laughs) you know, repent of all that you've done and really like start being intentional about doing what's good and what's right in God's eyes, you know, and it's so easy to get desensitized of holiness. If all we're, you know, saturating our brains with is his love and his mercy. Mm -hmm. And I just think that I just really enjoyed digging into um, God's justice. I really did. Yeah. Um, There was a lot of times of conviction for me, (laughs) which that was good. Uh, I want to continue this thought because I think it I think as we continue reading out of scripture and pointing back towards God raining his his judgment down upon people um I mean you can see that but you can also see his mercy in all of this too Absolutely um, So side note before I get to my little quick story um you can see his mercy in Genesis 3 God could have but actually you, you see it both right you see his just yeah. by Casting them out of the garden. He, he could have mm-hmm. easily killed them both and started fresh with new people. Yeah. God in his mercy will chastise his children and then provide a way for them to still be in right relationship with him. Yes. 
And so we see that through all throughout all scripture. You see that with the the with the Israelites getting you know, ransacked and beaten by surrounding countries Mm -hmm. and then God delivers them and then they fall away. And then it's the same thing. It's just the cycle, right? And then God sends his son Christ to be the propitiation for sins of his church. Um, So you get this beautiful picture painted in scripture around God's justice and God's mercy. But I want to look at this story because they actually did a whole movie um the movie is called spirit spirit and truth i don't know if you've heard of it Mm-mm, no um worshiping in spirit and truth uh see if i could pull it up here on my inst- on my internets um spirit and truth i forgot the uh, the same guy who did it um did the calvinist movie oh i yeah. haven't watched that one. Oh, it's good definitely good yeah, so the movie's called Spirit and Truth. You can go to spiritandtruth.org and get it. Uh, but the whole movie's based off of how should we worship God. But mm-hmm. they really focus on Leviticus 10 and these first few verses. Now, uh, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered unauthorized fire before the yeah. Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord has said. Among those who are near me, I will be sanctified, and before all people, I will be glorified. And then it goes on yeah. with uh, the commentary. But that yeah, is... That, yeah. That just, just nails it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. oppose God on 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 anything yeah but, you know the other thing too um before i turn it back to you is that god does not don't don't question or don't you know uh relax in the time that god may deliver his just mm-hmm. and because what we see in scripture is a lot as oftentimes the immediate actions um, but then we also have very long gaps of time. Yeah. We have 400 years of enslavement uh, with the Israelites. We have um, kings who raise and, and fall and judges who raise and fall. And sometimes their reigns are long and they were um, unjust judges and unjust kings. Then we have four to 500 years of silence from the Old Testament till John the Baptist. So don't. Don't mistake God's silence for in for injustice, because mm-hmm. God will justice around. Yeah. True. So I'm sure you've got a few more pages of notes. So let's. Keep <laughs> so no, just you know, again, um, just wanted to read a few Bible verses. Um, we have just again, looking back at his holiness, his justice is perfect and without blemish. You know, God is just and righteous. Deuteronomy 32, four, the rock, his work is perfect for all his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright. He is, um, God does not take bribes. Deuteronomy 10, 17 for the Lord, your God is God of gods and lord of lords the great the mighty the awesome god who is not partial and takes no bribe um also two chronicles 19 7 
Now then, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Be careful what you do, for there is no injustice with the Lord our God or partiality or taking bribes. So, you know, we see his perfect justice. It's not tainted. It's not bribed. There's no favoritism. Um, Matthew 5.45, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and unjust Romans 2 6 he will render to each one according to his works uh, Romans 2 11 for God shows no partiality I mean we can see through scripture that you know God oh he's so perfect you know there there's just no imperfection in his justice and um, I think too, you know, that's something that's comforting for us as believers, you know, to we can find comfort in his justice, because, you know, in this world, we will see injustice, you know, we see the news, and there's families where they've lost someone, someone has been unjustly accused or murdered. And, you know, we don't have to rely on this world to bring forth justice, you know, we know that God you know, we serve a just God and we rely on God for justice. Um, Proverbs 29, 26 says, many seek the, face, seek the face of a ruler, but it is from the Lord that a man gets justice. So God will intervene. And that is our biblical hope as Christians. You know, we don't look to this world to find justice because we may never find it here, you know? Yeah, that's... Yeah, we, we will never be able to find justice in this world. And so that's, you know, a perfect promise or something I think to cling to as Christians. Absolutely. While we may suffer injustice, uh, we may face, you know, um, the, the toils of the world and we may, you know, find ourselves at odds. We still know that our Lord hears our cries and will be just upon us and upon those who show us injustice. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, Oh, sorry. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to add to that. No, you're gone. It's okay. I think back to Luke 18 with the parable of the unjust judge and the widow who keeps coming to him. Yes. Um, Yeah. So um, another thing that, you know, can come to mind is, is God unfair to save some? And the answer is absolutely not. He is not unfair. Um, in Matthew 20, we have the story of the labors in the vineyard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus tells the story about a man who owned a vineyard. The master went out early in the morning and hired laborers for his vineyard. Um, he agreed to pay them the day's wage um, throughout the day. You know, he kept going out to hire more in the third hour, sixth, ninth, about 11th hour. Um, You know, the evening came and the foreman called the laborers and paid them, beginning with the last up to the first. Um, The ones who were hired first, um, they would get, they thought they would get more because, you know, they had been there longer. They had worked the entire day. Um, The ones who worked, you know, they grumbled because, they said that the others had only worked an hour and they had been under the scorching heat. And um, I love the reply on um, Matthew 20, verse 13. Uh, But he replied to one of them, friend, am I doing you no wrong? Did you not agree with me for your denarius? 
take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? Mm. So the last will be first and the first will be last. I just love this. You know, Mm -hmm. there's that notion of self entitlement (laughs) that we think we deserve more because we did this or we did that or simply because we feel more worthy than the person next to us. But, you know, as I mentioned, like we don't, in reality, we don't deserve, you know, we don't deserve anything. You know, the main point is God doesn't operate on the merit system as we think he should. Mm -hmm. Um, God deals with us according to his free grace. That's his Um, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 for by grace, you have been saved through faith. It is not of your own doing. It is a gift from God, not a result of works so that no man may, you know, boast. Um, I mean, it's his grace. It's not something we earn. It's not something we deserve. It's not something we feel entitled to. Um, You know, even if we do feel that we are a pretty good person, we've all still, you know, sinned against God. We've violated his commands. We're not good. Um, You know, God's sovereign choice, we can read it in Romans 9, um, 15 through 24. And um, I'll just read uh, Romans 9, 15. uh, For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Uh, Romans 9.21, has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? So, I mean, we need to understand that God is the creator and we are his creation. God can choose to do whatever he wants to do and it's not for us to question or I mean it's like RC would say it's like none of our business what God chooses to do with us or with other people I mean that's his choice he is God we are not yeah that's that's perfect and you know I think you've summed it up rather well because it's it's not necessarily um, unjust of God to select some and not others Uh, it's God's mercy to even select Mm -hmm. some I mean, he doesn't have to select anybody. He doesn't have to elect nobody. He doesn't have to give grace or mercy to anybody. God would still be just if he were to kill every single human being on the planet today, tomorrow, or next week. Mm -hmm. But in his mercy, he he has built this plan into the history of the world. And he has built this redemptive plan to save those that he chooses. And why he chooses us? That's the mystery. There's, yeah. I, I can't tell you why God chose me. I, I am a wretched sinner. Absolutely. But, but God is merciful in, in choosing us. And so I think that's a, a wonderful way to kind of wrap up or start to wrap up this episode. Yeah. I was going to throw it back and say if you have anything else that you want to add or another snippet you want to tackle before we allow the people to go about their days. So, you know, I just want to finish up and um, just a reminder, just going back to uh, what the world defines as justice. Um, You know, we are called to be loving and to be kind, but that does not mean that we have to accept what's wrong and that we are not to compromise truth to attain that unity. Um, You know, to have unity with the world would require that we set God's truths aside to make others happy and comfortable 
you know, it requires ungodly compromise. It's to see everyone's truths as acceptable. And as believers, um, you know, we're not called to do that. Matthew, um, let me pull this up. And so in Matthew 10, 34 to 37, you know, Jesus is clearly, Jesus clearly states that there will be division amongst us, even amongst our own families. Um, he says, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than he is, more than, sorry, whoever loves father or mother more than he is not worthy of me. And whoever loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Um, you know, there will be division amongst us. Um, division is inevitable because there is no common ground for beliefs. Uh, and God, you know, God warns us about this, um, that since we're not on, of the world, the world will hate us. John 15, 18 through 19. Mm -hmm. um, being loving towards unbelievers does not require unity. Biblical love doesn't call for Christians to set aside their faith. Uh, nor conform to the world and its beliefs to attain that unity that everybody probably longs for, you know? Yep. Um, yes, God does call us to love our neighbors, I, I mean our enemies, uh, Matthew 5, 4, 4. And yet he also tells us not to conform to this world, Romans 12, 2. So we just have to be really careful not to think that because we are called to love someone, that we are called to you know, set aside our beliefs and our faith to make someone happy. We mm -hmm. need to still stand firm on, on our beliefs and yet still be loving towards others. Perfect. And I was just thinking that it's like that bumper sticker. Um, I can't think of what it spells, but it's got all the little world religion symbols. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The coexist. So, the coexist. That's, ex yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's about 10% truth to that and about 90% falsehood. Mm -hmm. And the 10% truth is that we should love our neighbors and we have to coexist. We have to get along with people. We're not going to go around killing people, <laughs> but the coexist doesn't mean that we accept your religion as being true or yeah. that we have to conform or cast away our beliefs to make you happy. Yeah. So, I think that was a great way to end this episode, and um, I th really think we did a, a really good deep dive into some of these topics. Um, obviously, the just of God is an attribute that is vast and extremely complex mm -hmm. and can be extremely deep. Yeah. And so, as I've said throughout this whole series, my goal is not to make this a academical deep dive, but to simply bring these to light and talk about them, what they mean in us for us today and what examples do we see in scripture and how does this, you know, kind of build the character of God? Um, I mean, we can use, we can talk about, um, you know, why does God do some of the things he does? We can talk about, you know, the modern sense of Christianity in terms of um, conforming to the world in terms of like the secularism that's broached into Christianity um, with it being the acceptance of the LGBTQ communities.
We could talk about um, so, social justice becoming a big topic in in some circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could talk about unbiblical claims, you know, towards how churches are established and managed and ran. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that we can talk about that would still come back and, and kind of come under the umbrella of God's justice and whether we should allow it or disallow it. So, um, but I think you and I, and especially I think what you were working through on your seven pages of notes, <laughs> um, I think you did a wonderful job and I'm very, uh, I really hope this episode is, is, is edifying towards our listeners. And again, um, I hope this is an episode people can come back and listen to a couple of times and take notes and really take it to heart. Cause I think, especially in today's culture, we don't see churches stand up and talk about the just nature of God and the wrath of God. It's all about his love and his compassion. And while that's good and we should talk about his love, we have to equally talk about why there is this, you know, equal nature to him. Absolutely. Well, I just want to thank you so much for inviting me. It's been such an honor to to do this with you, and I'm extremely humbled. I really appreciate you trusting me <laughs> to bring me onto your podcast, and and yes, I really I'm really grateful for that, and I'm really grateful for your ministry and everything that you do. I mean, I go through your post sometimes and I'm like, ouch, did he know that I just did that today? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's so convicting and encouraging. And what I love about um, the community, uh, the people that I'm following right now, is that, you know, we don't just see stuff that's just encouraging. We also need to hear truth that's going to be convicting, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to like make us pause and think where we are in our walk and what we need to do to grow and be more like Christ. So I totally get that from your page and I'm really grateful for that. Well, the the honor is 100% all mine. And I, I wouldn't do this if it wasn't for, for people like you and the community mm-hmm. that is surrounding me. Because um, I remember just a few years ago when I had no influence in this, and I was a, I was just posting scripture and some and some reformers, and I was just throwing a few things out there, and then it was almost like overnight. Um, <laughs> even though I said it's like a four-year grind, it feels like today now it was overnight that the, it I became an influencer in the community and. It, it's an honor, a privilege, and sometimes a burden. <laughs> That's a yeah. lie because you, know, <laughs> you, you almost have to be always on your game with people. But um, the thing is, is you know, we're we're sinners. I'm a sinner, and I when I post stuff, honest to God, truth, my my posts are almost a reflection of my core feelings. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, the demons that I fight, the sin that I fight, um, it's it's things that I go through. And so, and I think that's why it's so hitting towards people. It's because it's real. And absolutely. And that's what I've really tried to make this this whole series be is that this these attributes are a comforting nature because we can look at them as Christians and say, I get it now. I understand this better. Or this brings me comfort because I can rest knowing that while I may be facing injustice in a situation that my God that I serve will take me through it and see it to the end. And so 
So the honor, Z, is all mine. Aww, and I thank really, you. I'm really grateful that you accepted and came on. And um, it's been a blessing to have you on this show. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we are wrapping it up. And uh, we are very thankful that you've uh, that you've listened. And I am I'm I, I want some feedback on this episode. So make sure you send me DMs, hit me up on uh, iTunes and Spotify, and uh, you know subscribe, leave a review, and uh, let me know what you're thinking. And just for a little bit of house cleaning. Uh, I am still putting forward a bunch of stuff onto the patrons. So if you are not a patron and you're looking to, to do a one time or an every month, whatever it may be, whatever's on your heart to help this ministry, <clears throat> you will be included in the family. I do. Um, I'm trying, I'm starting Bible studies with them. So you'll get exclusive Bible studies with me via zoom. Um, and then I do giveaways we got shirts that go to these people. I've got books that I give to these people. I do a ton of stuff for them. So if you're interested in funding the ministry, <clears throat> excuse me, a little dry throat, feel free to DM me. It's in my link tree, which by the way, I fixed now. Uh, I'm all snazzy now with my nifty little link tree. <laughs> um, you can hit it up there, but uh, yes, by all means, DM me with any questions, complaints, concerns. Um, and uh, that's all I've got. So, again, from Z and I, we thank you for listening, and we hope you all have a great weekend. God bless. See you later. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.